0: Hi everyone, welcome back. I want to tell you again about our featured sponsor of this chapter Audio Fiction 101. Audio Fiction 101 is an online course for anyone interested in audio fiction. It is created by the brilliant team behind Wolf 359, Time Bombs, and the newly released and excellent Zero Hours. Um, I really can't, they didn't tell me to say that, I just really cannot speak highly enough about these folks as fellow creatives or just as uh, cool people. Um, The course that they are offering is three hours of content that'll take you through all the steps of writing and creating your own audio fiction. Needs-based scholarships are available to qualifying applicants, and if you use the code TOAFN, that'll tell them we sent you, which we appreciate very much, and it'll save you $15 on the course. You can find it at audiofiction101.com. That's Audio Fiction, numerals 101com And remember to use the code TOAFN. I also want to remind you about our deal with Plus One Balms, a line of RPG-inspired skincare products lovingly made from all-natural ingredients. I am partial to the Plus One of Strength Beard Balm myself, and if you go to plusonebalms.com TOAFN and use offer code TOAFN, you will get 10% off your order and help us support our show. Finally, I want to remind you about Audiobooks on Tape. Uh, they make those awesome USB drives in the shape of cassette tapes, and our entire first book is available through them as full chapter files, along with bonus content and exclusive artwork. So if you've been trying to get a friend into the show, um, that's a really slick package that you can just hand them and say, listen to this, or you know, mail them along with a cryptic and vaguely ominous note, or however you want to handle that. Uh, so that's audiobooksontape.com, and you'll be able to find us there. Okay, enjoy the episode. I will see you in two weeks for the conclusion of this chapter.
1: This episode contains material that may be especially upsetting to some listeners. Please check the content notes in the episode description for details, and use your best judgment in listening. The script for this episode is linked in the episode description, and past scripts can be found at onceandfuturenerd.com slash scripts.
2: The Once and Future Nerd. Book Two. Myth Made Flesh. Chapter 6 One for the Team Part 3 by Shannon Harris and Christian T. Kelly Madeira. Pine March is a harbour town on the southern coast of Jordan. It is so named because it marks the point south of which no trees will grow. Real estate is too expensive for us there. Sussman is a dock worker who lives near Pine March. He is so named because it is a common moniker in those parts, and his parents were uncreative. We join Sussman now, as he peers out into the harbour in the slim hopes of spotting some vessel whose crew might pay him to help unload it. It had been a slow year, and shivers against the Arctic wind. Sussman's heart lifted for a moment as he saw Bao break the fog and then quickly dropped when he realised it was that of a small rowboat. And then it lifted again ever so slightly as he realised he recognised this particular boat. At least he'd have the company of friends to look forward to, and maybe a fresh meal. Brenda! Rollo! Any luck today? But as the boat got up close, Sussman saw not his two friends, but rather a single figure, shrouded head to toe with an ashen, threadbare cloak. Oi! Who are you?
3: I could ask you the same thing, my good fellow. What are you doing with my friend's boat? Your friends insisted on shoehorning their political agendas into a perfectly logical debate about fishing. So I grew
2: frustrated. Frustrated? Where are they? Sussman brandished his boat hook in the figure's direction as one might with a proper pole arm. But with a flick of the figure's wrist, the tool was yanked out of its wielder's hands by some unseen force and cast into the sea. Oh! It was then the figure finally lowered its hood and stepped onto the dock.
3: What? What in silver and oil?
2: Sussman staggered back from the rotted mask of death which now shambled towards him.
3: I am but a humble traveler who seeks that which treachery took from me. Are you the jolly farmer? I'm looking for a rather tall fellow, not over-clever. The strong, silent type, this one. He'd be traveling with an old-timer in a kilt whose complexion is not much better than mine. Have you seen them? I've not seen them here. Big you, and leave our town in peace.
2: Sussman launched himself away from Renault and sprinted off towards town. <laughs> and Renault calmly followed after him. As Renault rounded the corner of the stables into the centre of town, he was met by dozens of townspeople, all of them brandishing pitchforks or boat hooks or torches or whatever other cudgels could be mustered in a hurry
3: he is! Ah, good. You're all in one place. Get back, demon! I'm looking for two men who were likely travelling together. One would have been very tall. Have they come this way? Come on, lads. If we hold fast together, we can drive him back.
2: The gathered townsfolk levelled their crude weapons in a loose imitation of a phalanx, but what they lacked in formal discipline they made up for and resolved as they advanced on Renault. Get
3: back, I say! You're not welcome here, fiend!
2: Well, at all... Renault searched his surroundings for any means with which to repel the advance, and across the way from the stables he saw a modest chapel. Beside the chapel was a small yard filled with a few dozen headstones. Renault raised an arm in the direction of this yard, and the world around him seemed to shift in a most unsettling way.
3: Oh, gods, help us.
2: The denizens of Pine March looked on in horror as the mortal remains of their kith and kin arose from what should have been their final rest. Some had already been picked clean by the worms, while others were still recognisable, and none of the living could say which was more terrible. standing betwixt Renault and the crowd and flanked by two hired guards was the mayor of Pine March one Mr Rawls you've met him before I believe for he was a frequent patron of the horses head in and badly allergic to pepper well what's all this commotion
1: there's a demon come amongst us my
2: lord There's there's a demon
1: look at him and by some dark spell he's mustered the bodies of the dead to march against us um, no I haven't.
3: Look at the bones, my lord! That's, um, uh, there was a very small earthquake. The ground shifted. It's been known to happen! Will you help us drive him away, Some Summon the civic guard from Freehold? Or, or perhaps a
2: few priests? Well, let's see if it need not come to that. I... but... look at him! Now, mind those torches, you lot. You're liable to destroy some property if you're not careful. And then Rawls turned to Renault with a cordial gesture Greetings, sir. My name's Rawls. I'm the landlord here. Now what brings you to my town? I'm searching for two thieves. Thieves? Well, oh, we can't have that. This is an honest and hard working town. Now I'm sure we can help you find your villains. My lord, he
3: killed two of our friends and stole their boat to get here. Is that true? I did not kill them. I did throw them off the boat. In my defense, I was simply
0: trying to engage them in a civil debate about who should and shouldn't be permitted to benefit from
3: doing certain types of labor, and then they had to go and make it all political, which I find very
2: rude. Hmm. Rawls looked at the gathered crowd, then back at Renault, then back at the crowd, until finally... Of a word, lad. He put his arm near, but very carefully not on, Renault's shoulder and beckoned him to step aside. I'll be honest with you. I like the cut of your jib. My what? Oh, beg Uh, pardon, that's mine. Not at all, my lad. I mean, I like your... outlook. The muscles which had previously held Renault's jaw in place twitched upwards and what rules could only assume was an attempted grin. You ask me? Everyone around here has become far too political these days. All this talk of safe working conditions and fair wages... I mean, really, what in Galadin's Green Garden is a wage? <laughs> oh. Yes, well, some people cannot resist injecting their agenda into everything they say and do. For instance, the two-timing horrors. Precisely, my lad, precisely. You've said it just right. Now, suppose I was to help you find the ones you seek. Perhaps you could do me a kindness in return. What did you have in mind? Ah, there's a too many agitators and instigators in my town. I'd like to encourage them to leave, if you take my meaning. What had been a half-hearted grin before soon spread to the rest of... what was left of Renault's face. It would be my pleasure. A splendid, lad. Splendid. All right, you look, listen up. We're going to have a town meeting at dawn. Everyone to attend. What? We're going to tell our visitor whatever we might have seen or heard about people passing through here so we can find who he's after. But he's a murderer! Now, now, you'll have a chance in the meeting to air all your grievances and have them heard. Who? What else he'll do before morning? Well, we haven't lost our ability to resolve disputes like civilized adults, have we? I've always prided myself on this town being exceptionally civil under my watch, and I don't plan to change that now. I see no reason not to hear the shambling, malevolent abomination out. Really?
4: You see no reason? Uh,
2: No offense.
3: Oh, not at all. I have very thick skin. In a manner of speaking. Monster! Brenda? Rolo! Your life!
4: Uh, no thanks to him.
3: We'd be drowned and frozen by now if a bit of driftwood hadn't passed us by. I've heard uh, enough. Should... To sober in with the mayor. Let's get him out of our town, lads.
2: Oh, this is getting out of hand. Allow me. The townsfolk saw one of their comrades disintegrate in front of them as a gob of putrid fluid from Renault's staff caught him squarely in the chest. And that was enough to disperse the crowd.
4: Oh, 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 oh,
2: oh, 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 See, they're not so tough when you get down to it. And now it was Rawls' turn to fake a smile as his color drained and his brow perspired. Jen stepped out onto a small balcony outside the edifice where most of her comrades slept.
1: Oh, sorry.
2: She was surprised to see Gwen and Arlene wrapped in each other's arms and gazing out onto the city.
5: I didn't mean to... Sorry. No, it's all right. We were leaving. You've been crying? Yeah, you
1: know... When everything's nice and you're having a good time and you just start crying for no good reason. <laughs> like you do. <laughs> Why
5: don't we leave you some privacy? Aye, right, let's. Just, um... We don't hardly know you, but... um. I used to cry like that. I still do, sometimes. I can't say I fully know why. But it's much less scary now that I have someone I can be honest with.
2: Arlene, still holding Gwen's hand, gave it a gentle squeeze.
5: I hope you have that as well. It's very important, I think.
2: It was quite some time before Jen willed herself back in from that balcony and into the cot she was sharing with Billy.
1: Hey, Billy? What's up? Mm.
4: Babe? It can wait. Just one minute, sweetheart. Almost. Yes, love, what is it?
5: What are you watching?
4: It's an old movie that I like to show my students on the last day of class.
5: What's it called?
4: It's called Black Harry Saves Thanksgiving.
5: Is it
4: good? It's complicated and interesting. Not for you yet. Ah. Nelson? What did you want to ask me? Do I still have to go to Grandma's next week? Yes, sweetheart. Just while your Pop and I are busy with finals. It's not so bad, is it? Grandma's a much better cook than either of us, and you can bring your boy game or your... What is it? A uh, Pocket monsters? She makes me come in before dark. Yes, well, Grandma's house, Grandma's rules. She thinks I'm going to do fireworks. I'm not going to do fireworks. I just want to look at them and catch fireflies. What's even the point of living in the middle of nowhere if you can't catch fireflies? You can go outside during the day. But, Mom, it's not fair. It's the rules, Nelson. We have pictures in the living room from when Pop got arrested. <laughs> uh. Let it never be in doubt that you are our son. <laughs> Come here, Nelson Malcolm Conti. <laughs> mm. I love you with my whole heart. Now, to answer your question, first, protesting a racist law and disrespecting your grandmother are very different things, and I think you know that. Second, hmm, grandma grew up in a different Time and place that admittedly, in some ways, isn't that different from ours. Uh, Mom, you're mumbling. Sorry, dear. Uh, whew, the perils of parenting a young black boy without giving him a complex. Huh? Uh, it's tough to explain. Um, you know how your dad and I have taught you about not talking to strangers? Yeah. Well, your grandma's concern about you being out after dark is a little bit like that.
0: Oh, so she doesn't want me to be taken by a
5: stranger?
4: Well, sort of. Except that's not really the point. The simplest way to explain is that Grandma, growing up, had to be very, very extra careful all the time. Because of strangers? Well, yes. In her old age, although she still needs to be careful... Things aren't as scary for her as they used to be. Sometimes. But it doesn't feel any different for her. I'll just say that sometimes the things we learn to keep us safe stop being helpful. Well, as helpful. Once circumstances sort of change. Does that make sense? Not really. Well, like I said, We'll talk more once you're back. Until then, be a good boy for Grandma, huh? Hmm? She's had a long life and deserves some peace and quiet. And she loves you very much, as do we. You're not supposed
1: to be here.
4: Where did you come from, sweetheart? Are you, oh my God, you're hurt.
1: My enemy, Nelson is nearer than you can possibly imagine, and the danger is great. You contain tremendous power, but you must not let it be corrupted. I have given you the clues you need, Nelson, but you have not asked the right questions, and now we are running short on time. The enemy will corrupt you.
2: When he felt the hot breath on the back of his neck, Nelson turned around, though he already knew what he would see. The nightmare demon let out a piercing cry, frozen with fear. Nelson could only raise his hands in front of his face, and he felt the creature wrap its clawed and scaly hand around one of his fingers.
1: The enemy seeks to corrupt you. You must refuse to lower thyself. Do not lower thyself!
2: Nelson bolted upright in the room where he slept, soaked in cold sweat. Yeah? Nelson entered the room which Regan had commandeered, to see her very much awake, with a small arsenal spread out on the floor in front of her.
5: Can't sleep? I don't like my job in the plan. Okay. I guess the polite response is, I'm sorry you feel that way, and I appreciate you doing your part anyhow.
2: I can't barely wash the baby.
5: Can you lift those satchels over there? Oh, yeah, probably.
2: Nelson walked over as if to demonstrate.
5: Now, careful. If you start to pick them up and you can't, and you drop them too hard, they'll be mopping us off the walls for weeks. Well, there's got to be something else I can do. You get at rock climbing, horseback riding? Can you outshoot an elf? Got any magical powers you haven't told us about? You want to get a jockey to try and fuck you?
3: No, I, I, I know things. Stories. I figured out who you were before Brennan told us. Before you even knew.
5: Believe me, I remember. And I'm gonna need your smarts later, I'm sure of it. But tomorrow, I... The team needs you to wait on a boat with a baby. Okay?
3: And be a hostage.
5: It's the safest place to be on this job. What? How? The rest of us are going to get shot at. Wren's got no reason to touch you unless we don't hold up our end. And the only way we don't hold up our end on this one is if we're all dead. So, worst case scenario, you're still the last man standing.
3: This is my fight, too, you know. Nia's my friend. And, and, And I don't like the Knights of the Wood any more than you.
5: I know that. But on this one, this is how you do your part. So pretty fucking please. Do the rest of us a solid. All right.
2: Though Regan looked Nelson in the eyes as she said this, she did not wait for a response before returning to her grim work. And so, sensing the impasse, Nelson made his way to where Nia slept, but he was intercepted on the threshold by Brennan. I let her sleep, lad. She's a hard day ahead of her, perhaps harder than she knows. Yeah, fine. And as Nelson returned to his room and looked out his window, he abandoned all hope of returning to sleep, for the sun was already beginning to redden the horizon, and today was the day of the race. The Once and Future Nerd is directed by Christian T. Kelly Madera. It is created and executive produced by Zach Glass and Christian T. Kelly Madera and co-executive produced by Jess Kelly Madera.
1: Associate producers are Ryan Cushman, Alex Storey, and Sunday Vasquez.
2: It is performed by...
1: Rhiannon Angel.
2: Garrett Arman. Dan Dobransky.
4: Anya Gibeon,
2: Ian Hawkins.
4: Shannon Harris. Riley Jones. All News.
1: April Ortiz. Juliet Prather.
4: Frank Quares. Julie
2: Reed. Gregory M. Schultz.
1: Guest appearances by Morgan Conroy, Beth Ayer, Leslie Gideon, Josh Perot, David Tao, Felix Trench, Zach Valenti, and Davis Walden.
2: Production audio recording by Jared Paul. Editing by David Devereaux.
1: Foley, sound design, and post-production mixing by Joshua Sui.
2: Tom Lee is our musical director and lead composer, with additional scoring by Chris Montalvo. For more, visit onceinfuturenerd.com or find us on Facebook, Twitter, tumblr or reddit
0: hey everyone if you're enjoying the once in future nerd you might enjoy this show from our friends are you looking for a DD podcast that'll make you laugh how about one that'll make you cry sweat profusely with stress and anxiety because of a flippin mule taking initiative is a dungeons and dragons 5e actual play podcast with an audio drama feel these episodes are scored Character driven and filled with utter bullshit, Mostly because of Nick, let's be honest. Featuring special guests, the venture maidens, DD is for nerds, and more. Plus we're in Wizards of the Coast podcast of series.
2: Welcome,
3: everyone.
0: It's your power Ray Yeah, was an interesting time you had in there.
3: I pat the horse on the rump. Thank you, great-grandfather. He <laughs> <laughs> just said his hopes and dreams. He didn't cast a spell. You gotta get down deep and lift from the knees. So that's the only
0: big
4: organ he has? <laughs> Damn. Taking Initiative.
0: Look us up on Twitter at
5: TI underscore pod and on our website, takinginitiativepodcast.com.